is in. It's Hey, welcome to Cannon Fodder and all things Arsenal podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Fred. And we're basically just going to crack minutes and then end the podcast. <laughs> Tonight we're just going to try to talk as little as possible about our 2-0 defeat to Spurs. Um, it was a tough one. A lot of the same issues we've had in this kind of a really shitty start to the season. Um, we're about a th- almost a third of the way through the season, and I think it's the worst start we've had in 45 years. So yeah. not looking good and didn't really get any better this weekend. So let's just go straight into the lineup, um, try to – get through this just total fuckery of a game and Bullshit, then yeah. got a little bit of stuff at the end and hopefully not pop some blood vessels and have a couple of goddamn aneurysms. <laughs> what do you think of the lineup? Um, it was uh, not exactly what I expected. Uh, Thomas Party was past fit at the last second and uh, everyone was stoked about it, I think. I can safely speak for every Arsenal fan across the world and say that. Um, yeah, so he was a massive boost. Um, you know, it was a little bit, I had a little thought in the back of my head and it came to fruition that like, are we rush, rushing him back from injury too soon because he had missed, you know, three, four games or whatever. Um, but anyways, yeah, so he was in the the starting lineup, partnered by Granite Shaka, which I was not happy about. Um, and then... Yeah, the rest of the lineup was completely as expected. Lacazette playing, William playing, Aubameyang, all three up top. Bakayo Saka playing. And, and it's it's so hard to pinpoint Arteta's formations these days because they're different in possession than they are to add a possession. For example, in possession will be a back four team. Kieran Tierney will play as a left back and push up the pitch. Out of possession will drop into a back three. And Bakayo Saka will drop in as a left wing back. So it, it's kind of tough to kind of pinpoint exactly what um, the players are going to do any given game. Um, because Arteta's formations are very fluid, but just strictly the lineup was, um, aside from Granite Shaka, just about as good as it could have been, I'd say. Yeah, you know, and I feel like for both of us too, we have kind of little, I want to call them nitpicky, because it's like every fan just has like players that they really latch on to. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I really wanted to see El Nini in the starting lineup. Yep. Um, just because. You know, they're not a bad team. You know, pound for yeah. pound right now, they're a better team than us. And you just got to come out and say it, you know? Yeah. And part of the reason I think they're a better team playing better than us and getting way better results is that they have the right people in the right positions. Yeah. You know, they have players that are just absolute ding-dongs, but, you know, they're athletic, energetic they have players they have players who are absolute shitheads but played in the right way they're very effective hoyberg um yeah like he he's not a good footballer but he he in that position where he's just a dog in midfield running around tackling everything he sees that's what he's good at so that's all he has to do he's not good at football eric dyer another good example just runs around and tackles and heads balls away all he does not good at football but 
there you go. That's that's all he's meant to do. Same with Musa Sissoko. Like not technically gifted footballers, um, but just dogs and fighters and very combative players, physical players. And that's what Jose Mourinho wants. He always wants those type of players in his team. And then they just have Kane and Son up top, two incredibly gifted, incredibly talented, awesome, like just really, really good players that do everything for them um, offensively, I should say. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they do, and they're in really good form. So it's kind of just like the perfect storm. So, yeah, for me, I really would, I really did want to see, you know, Partey and El Nini yeah. because of the energy, because of the athleticism, because it just felt like it would give us you know, some control in the game that was maybe more meaningful than the control we ended up having. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, right when the first whistle started, fucking kick the ball out of bounds, like <laughs> within four seconds of the <laughs> like, wow, this is going to be a fun game. Yeah. And very, you know, the first 10, 10 minutes of the game was pretty good. I thought we, you know, we had a, a chance, um, you know, I, I, we were doing stuff. Um, yes. But, you know, games like this, you know, you kind of come in and out of little lulls and this, that, and the other. But before Spurs scored the first goal, I did feel confident. I was like, okay, we're making a couple things happen. Like, we're not yeah. terrible. It's, you know, there's a couple little cagey, sloppy moments, but it's going to be like that. You know, people are going to get fired up in a game like this. There were some hard tackles and just general bullshit but yeah one quick know. thing one quick thing i noticed um right off the bat like i, I think i texted you after uh, around like the 10 10 minutes 30 seconds 11 minute mark and i was like that was a good first 10 minutes um one thing i noticed that was interesting about that um and we were all calling for this af- after that uh thursday night europa league game against rapid vienna um Against Rapid Vienna, um, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> Lacazette was dropping in as more of a number ten, and yeah. this was in possession only, not out of possession. Dropping in as more of a number ten, Albamiang was shifting into center forward, and uh, Bakayo Saka was playing like a left winger. So we had a bit of connectivity about our midfield um, to our attacking players. Um, a lot of that was, you know, Lacazette dropping in. A lot of that was Thomas Party just being an athlete and, and carrying the ball around. Um, he had a really good opening um, to this game, really good most of the first half. Um, but yeah, that first 10 minutes was great. And then quickly, quickly went to shit right after that 10 minute mark. Yeah, man. First of all, when you watch, you know, the playback for that first, they had the ball out. Yeah. Well, I can't remember if it's a corner or a cross. Was it a, from a corner? It was from a corner. No. Yeah. So, you know, Bellerin is pushed up. William is pushed up. And you and you look at this image, there's this massive gap in the midfield from where our defense is to where everyone's pushed up for the corner. There's nobody, you know, there's not enough people who are kind of like filling up that space. So the corner comes in, gets headed out to Kane. And I think he does, you know, to be fair, he does well to get control of the ball there. But at yeah. the same time, you know, there's this massive amount of space that Sun runs into. And for me, personally, that goal doesn't happen if Partey or Jacques, I can't remember, I think it's Jacques and Partey who are right there close to him. They don't really put like a challenge in on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a part of me that's like, that is exactly where you, that's, that is why you cynical foul. That's why yes. you foul them and you take them down. That's what and, they do. 
Yeah, well, that's what any team that wants to win anything does. And that's, and what the that's top just teams the reality do. of it. Liverpool do that yeah, like crazy. You know? Spurs do it. Man City does it. They get their forwards to just, just, or sorry, their midfielders to, as soon as there's a chance of a counterattack like that, just, it's Thomas Party. And I hate to criticize the guy, but he lets Kane, it's good play by Kane. It's a bit of both. Um, but Thomas Party, in my opinion, in our opinion, I guess we're saying the same thing, should have just fouled Kane. Just kick him. Yeah, you just foul him, him the there. Ground. Yeah, you you, you go in hard. He falls on the ground. Maybe you get a yellow card. Maybe you don't. But counterattack dead. Yep. Y- you know, and then Threat you neutralized. can reset. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but that's not what happens. And Kane, you know, put. I mean, it's a really good run by Son. Yeah. And it's a really good ball, but at that point, you know, we still got, th- you know, three defenders back. Yeah, no, it's three on four. They have yeah, their three, three, on four. three forward. It's no, it's Sun, Lacelso, and uh, Bergvine against our back four, basically. Yeah, well, you know, Bellerin is running back. Willian right. is just like doesn't even get close to dropping back in. You know, I feel bad for holding to a certain extent, just because mm. I a lot of blame has to go on him because he just lets Sun run at him and then he lets him cut yeah. inside, and that's what he does. That's what Sun wants to do. He wants to cut inside. And he wants to shoot. Yeah. from the top of the box. You've got to take super, him. Super good at. You've got to take him outside, and you've got to, I think, in that situation, like I, the main thing that happened, it was miscommunication between Bellerin and Holding, because like you said, Bellerin was tracking back, running back towards our goal, towards Sun, um, and at the same time, I'm not sure exactly the Spurs player it is, is overlapping Sun, giving him an option for a pass on his left, um, you know, Holding points to Bellerin to pick up Sun, and Holding's going to go with the runner, um, but really... I think if you're holding, you kind of just go for the man there. You go for the ball. Yeah, you have either to he's going to shoot, absolutely, have to or step. he has to, or he has to pass the ball outside. And another thing you don't want to do with Hyungman Son is let him get into the box because he's not only fast, got quick feet, good dribbling, a short back lift when he shoots, but he's also a diving little piece of shit. Um, and he's dove in North London derbies in the past. And actually, uh, a couple seasons ago, the four-two against Tottenham um, at home. Uh, holding gave away a penalty to Son in a very similar position. So I understand maybe his like reticence, but in in my opinion, in our opinion, we, Holding has to step up there, um, and him and Bellerin just overall need to communicate better for that goal. And too, for me, you know, honestly, Bellerin should be back. Yeah, like that's the thing for me that's so frustrating because it's like, for all of his qualities, he's just not a good enough defender. He's yeah. not back. He's not there helping out because. I mean, I don't know, man. Son is really good, and he's in really good form. Holding needs to step out and just foul, foul him. Do anything. It's the same yeah. thing with you know in the midfield. You just gotta, you have to be aggressive, and you have to cut that out. Yeah. But to be fair to Son, I mean, he scored it, and it was an incredible. It shot. It was a great shot. It was ridiculous. It was a twenty-five yards ish out. It was just a ridiculously good shot. I was watching in the pub, and I was in like, the pub, like. Yeah, like me, you know, <laughs> me and Nick were watching. And I was like, "What? What?" Like, I, I didn't. I thought it went wide. Like, I like when I first saw it, I like blinked, yeah. and I was like, "Oh God!" It's oh one. shit, that curled oh, in, shit. dude. The second yeah. he hit it, I knew it was going in. I mean, I know that insane. sounds like I'm think I'm Nostradamus or some shit, but like the second he cut in and smacked that thing, I was like, "Oh, that's curling in." And and Leno was too far out from his goal. He didn't expect Sun to shoot. He didn't expect Sun to get that much space to shoot. Um, so it's not like Leno's fault. He couldn't do anything about that goal, obviously. Um, 
But yeah, no, as soon as he hit that, I was like, oh, that's probably going to curl in. Yep, there it is. But it was, yeah, a ridiculously good shot. And, uh, you know, going 1-0 down within the first 15 minutes of a North London derby never feels good, um, especially when you've had the better of the play. But that is the exact narrative that would play out for the rest of this game, pretty much. The way it felt to me, they scored that first goal, and I feel like it took a little bit of the the fight out of us. Yeah. And it hurt. It stung. Half. It wasn't, it wasn't like just or fair in some way. You know what I mean? Like we had had most, all of the possession. We ended up with 68 possession at the end of this game, 68% possession, excuse me. And, and they had uh, two, three shots on target at the end of the game. Um, so yeah, it just felt like a sucker punch because it was. So yeah, it just, yeah. it sucked. But, you know, fuck it. Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I just don't even know what else to talk about in the, in the first half. I mean, they scored. And there was a period of play, probably about 15 minutes, where we didn't do much of anything. It was the same thing. Like, you look at right. the heat maps, it's just the same U-shaped Sterile passing. There's possession. this massive gap where you look in the middle, and there's hardly any passing at all. You yeah. know, right in the attacking third, like in the, in the, you know, from where the top of the D is, you know, about 25, that 30-yard range, there's nothing there. In the middle, where you would have, like, a kind of an Ozil-esque, player kind of making yeah. some stuff happen or you know and and that's difficult to see that kind of stuff because you're like man we're just don't you know it's the same issues it's just, that we've talked about say. so much on the pot it's the creative yeah. issues it's the midfield issues it's so many different issues with this team and potentially with the manager that you know yeah it, it's it's just hard to keep going back to it and coming back to it but you know second half starts and I feel like we we you know we got into the game the second half we did dominate possession a lot more we put in a bajillion crosses and yeah. did you know we had a couple of chances yeah but again it's like not you know Arteta said something after the game you know he's like oh you know we put in this many crosses and you know at some point you got to get your head on them and you know like yeah, that's football, but you know, kind of like summed it up. And he was probably frustrated, and he, you know, he probably just wasn't. It's an emotional exactly. reaction, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, those crosses aren't good chances. Nope. Only a couple of them were decent, you know. And not, I shouldn't say yeah. they were decent, but they were well defended, and they're going to yeah. be because you you have decent defend. You know, Spurs have decent defenders who can head a ball away. You know, yeah. like most teams in the Premier League do. They've got a lot of those players, you know. That's like what they they love defending against that. Yeah, Alba doesn't score goals with his head very much at all. Like Lacazette's not getting in the box and getting his head on stuff a whole lot, you know. Even like Saka, so a lot of the other players we have, that's just not the kind of players that you lump a ball into and expect them to, you know, get it in. So it was yeah. it was frustrating. I mean, even I mean, some of the crossing was awesome. Like Tierney, again, like. He showed how important he is to how this team plays. He was really yeah. good all night. And I felt sorry for him because it's like he's working his butt off. He's putting in some really good crosses, keeping control of that left side. But yeah, I don't know. We, you know, we get that. You know, let's just hop straight to the second goal because it's like. Yeah. Well, that second it, goal came at the yeah. end of the first half, technically. You know, right before halftime is when they yeah, hit I us it was with that second, second goal. Half. No, dude, that was. um. I thought it was like the 46th minute or something. Yeah, it, I mean, it was the in within that like minute of stoppage time. I'm trying to double check here. I think, well, that's why it was so frustrating. Um, so that whole passage of play, the way it played out, 
um, was basically like, it's how they score their goals these days in general, but definitely how this game played out. So if you remember, like, you know, we had a very good chance at their end. And this could this could lead into a different conversation that we don't need to spend too long on. Um, and that's the Aubameyang, what's going on with him conversation. But, you know, um, Lacazette plays in Bellerin. Bellerin cuts it back to Aubameyang, and he just seems like he's on his heels. And then Spurs counter. Um, Son, it was a four-on-two because Party was injured just before that. Um, so four-on-two, Son drives into the box, um, lays it off for Kane, who smacks off the crossbar and in at the very, very end of the first half. So that's why that one felt like such... It felt like such a gut punch um, because... You know, we had started the game well. They'd hit us on the counter. Okay, that's fine. All right, it's just one nil. Let's let's get back into this game. We were playing well. So we continue to dominate possession. We weren't playing quite as well. We weren't creating too many clear-cut chances, but we're playing well enough. We're not giving them any chances, really. Um, we're, we, yeah, controlling possession, controlling the ball. Then they get just a turnover. Same thing happens. Kane to Sun, Sun to Kane. Um and another goal. And uh, on top of that, to make matters worse, um, Thomas Party, who, like I said at the start, might have rushed him back from uh, from his thigh injury, um, you know, got injured going in for a tackle and he couldn't help out on that counterattack. Um, who knows? Maybe he could have snuffed that out. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, just an absolute, just horrible goal to concede at a horrible time. Um, and it was just pretty much a carbon copy of the first one. Um, aside from the finish, but just Arsenal getting done on the counter after creating a chance. Yeah, and, you know, that second half, again, we just didn't do anything. Yeah, moving into the second half. Yeah, it just... Yeah, they're just, you know, just the whole time, you know, we didn't create any clear chances. We didn't do anything that was... You know, it's like, and I, I don't know, it's just frustrating. It's like, you know, we, the game ends, and it was so deflating because I'm like, man, this is this is all the problems we've had all season are still there. Nothing is changing them, and the fact that Partey come off at halftime, it looks like he's injured again. It just shows to me like the desperation in the team of like rushing to get him in to try to change yeah. it to try to have something. Yeah, and it you know like you know leaving the game to one side just moving into kind of maybe a bigger picture kind of aspect of everything. I don't know if you could even answer this question, but <laughs> it's like, where do we go? What do we do? Do we start it? You know, do we just say, Hey, if Arteta doesn't get some results in December, then he's gone in January. Or do you just give them to the end of the season? Or do you just, you know, is it, you know, we've talked so much about whether it's a team or the manager at this yeah. point, I just don't know who or what or how this team changes its form. Yeah, I I think that's the question, man. That's like what every Arsenal fan's asking themselves. Um, because this run of form we're on is just annoying and like it sounds over dramatic to say it, but I mean, we care about this game and sport and clubs, but like it's just like it's been painful, painful to watch, especially losing to Tottenham like this, but but, you know, I feel like it isn't just one of those things you were mentioning, you know, personnel or Arteta or his tactics or whatever. I think it's just, it's everything all at once. Everything seems to be going against us. I made this observation, not sure if I like mentioned it to you or texted you about it or not while we were watching. Um, but I just feel like we're not getting the rub of the green. We're like, we're not getting lucky at all. Every second ball, every like loose possession, every 
thing that's going on in the game. Like just the ball doesn't seem to be falling for us. Um, and it's tough to see and it's really, really annoying. But on top of that, you know, we've, you could easily name about eight to 10 players in our first team squad that you would just love to see leave the club. You know what I mean? So Arteta doesn't have the right personnel to work with. On top of that, some of his tactics have been really, really questionable as of late. And some of his like, you know, ideas about how the games that we've been playing have gone have been questionable. Like he's he's claiming at the end of this game that we created all the chances and dominated the game. But to me, to almost everyone else, it looked like we had a lot of sterile possession and Spurs just kind of kept us at arm's length. So it's yeah. it's just a bit of everything. You know, we've got some players that we really need to shift on and improve on, like that are just easily upgradable, uh, like Lacazette, like William, like Granite Shaka, um, like Rob Holding, like Hector Bellerin, just easily up upgradable players. Um, but then beyond that, you have your club talisman, Abemiang, your, your club, uh, captain who finally signs this new contract worth a ton of money, by the way. And the two and a half seasons he's been here prior to this, he scored 20 plus goals. He's just been probably the best striker in the league in that amount of time. And then all of a sudden this season drops off a cliff and this game goes missing. Like I said, he had a few pretty good chances, two very good chances, I'd say, and a couple other ones that you just kind of expect him to do a little bit more with. Um, so yeah, it, it just feels like a billion things all at once. And I think you were referencing when we were talking about this game just a little while ago, um, like before we started recording, you were referencing, um, an interview with Rob holding and how we just, you know, he's calling on the team to sort of stick together and just try to stay positive as you can. But at some point we got to put the ball in the back of the net, whether yeah. that's by luck or whatever it is, like the ball's just got to fall for us and it's got to happen because right now it just freaking feels like the footballing gods are frowning upon us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just everything seems to be going wrong. It's a freaking hell of yeah. a season to have started a podcast about <laughs> Arsenal, dude. <laughs> There's a part of me that just thinks the footballing gods are looking at all those years. Arsene Wenger got us in the top four with highly questionable teams. Yep. And they're just kind of like, well, sorry to sorry to uh, let you boys know, but y'all about used up every ounce of luck you had twenty Listen, years ago. You had your fun. You had your fun. Your top four got the top four trophy yeah. every season. I don't know why God's like <laughs> football and gods are old Southern men, but you know you had your top four fun. But you know it's time to it's let, time to let the 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 Tottenham Hotspurs have a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and it to be honest, I, I just I don't know what else to say. I mean, yeah, at this point. There's we nothing we can control. say. Like yeah. we don't have, we, we, don't, we don't know have what's going on exactly. We don't yeah. have anything. Yeah, because even for even for me, I'm just thinking like, you know, we play Dundalk or whoever, yeah. you know, in Dead a couple of days, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, the game doesn't matter. We already finished top of the group, so it's it's exciting to watch because for some reason we, we have been beating all those teams, probably because yeah. they're terrible and. <laughs> we're playing players in that competition who have a lot to prove. So they're yeah. going out there and they're making something happen. I mean, you think about Willock, think about Nelson, even Pepe right now. Yeah. You know, seriously, Maitland Niles, Mill Smith Rowe, you know, Balogun, you know, they're, yeah. you know, Ames and Niles, exactly. He, he, players are playing in Europa League and they have something to prove. Yeah. And there's a big part of me that just wants to say, like, I mean, I know it's not true because we don't know what the hell we're talking about, but it's like at some point in the Premier League, things right now, I would say things are, I don't want to say desperate, but they are dire. 
Yeah. You know, if we lose two or three more games in December, like, I don't know. I it's mean, a tough decision. Seems, you know, yeah, yeah it'd be a tough just, call. You know, I think, you know, I think that, you know, I don't think they're going to sack Arteta. The, in fact, reports have come out. David Ornstein, the Ornicle, the sort of like all-knowing press person surrounding Arsenal. Um, he leaks some all sorts of uh, tasty gossip um, about the club. He's he's come out and said that the club hierarchy, the board, uh, the owners, the Cronkies, uh, support Arteta and, and back him to become one of the best coaches in the world, um, which I would absolutely love to see happen. And it's hard right now with the blinders on after the Spurs game to see this potential. But, you know, we all thought Arteta was going to be the next big thing. And, you know, I, I agree with the club not, you know, with standing behind him with, without, you know, I agree with them not sacking him. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just hard to know yeah. what exactly to, to switch up or what to change. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I don't think he's going to play Ainsley Main Niles and Joe Willick and Emil Smith Rowe. <laughs> like he's not going to do that in the premier. You know, league, he's yeah. not going to start everyone in the premier league, you know, but at some point, some of those players might have to come into the team to give us something different because yeah i mean they're making it happen in europa league which i think it is a pretty big step down our group i think we got a pretty easy group but yeah we did you know but i, I don't know I, I i think i mean god keep saying the same damn thing i don't know what to say we got to fucking win against burnley and that's it <laughs> Yeah, I think one one definite like, and we can you know pretty much wrap it up here. But like, I think a definite thing that Arsenal fans need to be reminded of, and that we just kind of reminded ourselves of as we were chatting before we started recording, is that you know Arsenal win their next like four games in a row. They win the however many games are in December over the holiday period through December and January. We could easily be you know up there in the conversation, up there in the top four. Like it's a very condensed table and things can change very quickly. You know, it wasn't that many games ago um that we beat Man United away for the first time in 14 years or whatever. And we and at that point we had the best defensive record in the Premier League. And like, you know, all these positive just things going around the club, not to mention last season, the way we ended it. Um things can change very quickly in football. And I agree, like I said with our club, not um, moving quickly to sort of, you know, axe Arteta anytime soon. They're they're going to give him backing and they, they're they going to support him. Um, but, but beyond that, like things can just change really quickly in football and you just never know. Um, we just need a little bit of luck. Like Rob Holding was saying, we need the rub of the green. We need a goal just to go in. Like we just need something that we're doing to uh, to work out for us because I think a lot of the players are working hard. It's just not coming off for them. Some of them aren't that good. Uh, but for the most part, we're not this bad, you know, um, we're not as bad as our form suggests. Um, I don't think as a team, as a squad. So, so hopefully, you know, Arteta can just keep everyone sort of grounded and together. And then, you know, hopefully he can kind of start to introduce some, some of those fringe players, like you were saying that are thriving in the Europa league. Maybe we can start to see some of them, uh, at least make the bench, make the squad, give Arteta some options and maybe make a lot of these first teamers who aren't performing, maybe make them sweat a little bit and worry about their position a little bit and yeah. maybe try harder themselves. Um, so, so yeah, man, that's, that's about it. It sucks. Um, fuck Tottenham still, <laughs> uh, you know, that's never going to change, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, You'll get another pod from us when we 
lose six nil to Burnley. Shut up. <laughs> dude, yeah, that's I dude, honestly, you know something funny. I was thinking about this the other day when I was like, oh man, it sucks. We lost the Spurs. I don't want to listen to any Arsenal podcast this week. Like I just I just want this all to be over. I don't want to think about football. And I was like, all right, who do we have next though? Who who can we look forward to playing? Oh, Burnley. Dude, I forgot they were in the Premier League. Like legitimately for some <laughs> weird reason. I just like haven't heard anything about them. They haven't like done anything this season. They've not been really, really bad. They've not been really, really good. Like they haven't scored any like random goal or like upset any big teams yet. And I like, I, I looked on the schedule. I was like, oh, we're playing Burnley next week. Oh, that should be good. Oh, wait, I forgot Burnley. We're still in the Premier League. Like, I, like yeah. I just, I forgot about them completely. So, I mean, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me. That little bit of disrespect. I'm showing Burnley FC. Um, but you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, hopefully we can get a result that game. That'll, that'll make things feel a lot better. Just a win, you know, yeah. some goals and a win three points, yeah. just, you know, steady the ship we a got, little bit. We got to win. We got to. All right, man. Why don't you hit everybody with the social medias? Socials. All right. On Instagram at cannon fodder pod on Twitter at pod cannon fodder. You can email us for whatever reason. We've never received an email, by the way. Um, so if anybody's listening and you just want to email us for fun, just to say, hey, just drop us a hey. Just say, hey, what's up? I like the podcast. Yeah, we or, hey, what's up? You guys, guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one. Um, the Gmail is uh, cannon fodder pod um, at gmail.com. Hop on there and interact with us. It's fun. Um, chatting with uh, our couple of close friends that listen and like one or two other people. Um, and then Russia. you can catch... Yeah, from Russia and Norway, um, oddly yeah. enough. Uh, shout out Nicole if you're listening. Uh, we message on Instagram a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah and then shout uh, out Nicole, yeah, the pod, yeah, the pod is on. Uh, <laughs> it is on iTunes. Um, it is on Spotify. On iTunes, leave us a five star review if you would be so kind. On Spotify, drop us a follow. That's it. A four star review will work in a pinch as well, but yeah. is not it, as good. Yeah, anything less than a four star. That's going to be our new motto. So it's like the whole, you know, generic scripted thing. If it's anything less than five stars, don't leave a review. It doesn't help anything. If you're going to leave a four star review, just go ahead. Look, a three star is better than a two, and a two is better than a one. We all get it. But a five is better than all of them. So just do that. Five is better than all of them. Just do that one. Even if you think we're a bunch of dickbags, just... (laughs) email us about it okay give us a five star tell us what you think and then email us if you think we're sandy ball bags then just tell us you know (laughs) (laughs) all right that's that's it you know we'll 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 quit podcasting just kidding no we won't we'll talk to you after burnley anybody who does listen we do really appreciate the support we love you guys and we'll talk to you again after the burnley game bye-bye